0: The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom.
1: Oh, yes, we are. So glad to be here. So glad you all are here. I welcome both our radio audience, our soon-to-be podcast audience. I mean, you know, you'll hear it in a couple days. And uh, also our Facebook Live audience. Here I am with hair that I like to call, I just stuck my finger in a light socket hair. Yay! I didn't have time to do what I needed to do, and that's okay because I'm a mom. We have an incredible guest on the show today. Uh, You may know her. Her name is Shauna Shanks. This is a picture of her. This is what I do for the Facebook Live audience. You can't see this on radio, but there is Shauna in my little picture. One day we'll have our guests live with us on Facebook Live, which is cool. This is an incredible story. And I said in the promo to the show that this could change a lot of lives. And I don't say that lightly because everybody says it's life-changing. We're not saying that as a little goof. This woman went through so much, but love won in the end because she approached it in a particular way that I think everybody's going to want to hear about. Shauna Shanks is the, uh, she's a blogger, she's a mama, most importantly, and uh, she is the author of a brand new book called A Fierce Love. We're going to give away three copies on the show today. We're also going to take your questions in the second half. So 303-873-1935, I hope you'll call. You can win a book. We're giving away three books. You can also ask a question in the second half. So here we go. I need to welcome Shauna Shanks to Channel Mom. Welcome, Shauna. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. Oh, I forgot the music. There's the music. Listen to this. So, God must have had that written just for you and your book. I
2: love it. I love it.
1: (laughs) A Fierce Love, and there's a song Your Love is Fierce. Don Pablo, thank you for playing that, even though I forgot to tell you. Uh, okay, so let's just get to it. I want to be super efficient. I'm going to ask God to supernaturally make these minutes longer because there's so much that I think people can draw from you, and if they need more, of course, they can get the book. But I think you've got incredible wisdom to pass on to anybody who's struggling. If it's a, if a marriage, absolutely, but in other areas as well. I learned so much from your book, so thank you for writing it.
2: Um, thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. So tell the story. Um, after 10 years of marriage, something happened.
2: Yeah, we were a month shy of celebrating our 10-year wedding anniversary. And I had just come back from a conference, a Christian conference. I was feeling, you know, kind of on top of the world, and not the best of my game, you know. And my husband sat me down and really blindsided me, came out of nowhere to me. He asked me for a divorce. He said he didn't love me anymore and that he wasn't attracted to me anymore. And, um, yeah, he asked me for a divorce. And not just anymore. He, say, <laughs>
1: he said he had never loved you.
2: Yeah, he thought it was going to be a really kind of simple, mutual breakup, honestly. He was really shocked when I responded heartbroken the way that I did because he thought that it was mutual. Um, He just, yeah, he said he hadn't been attracted to me for a really long time. And when I started to resist and I started to cry, you know, he was really shocked that it wasn't mutual. Um, And he was saying things like, don't you want me to be happy? If you love me, you let me go. I didn't find out for two more weeks that he was actually having an affair, which is why he had already just kind of checked out mentally mm-hmm. um, in the in the marriage.
1: Yeah. That's, it's brutal. And, to, and, and and for people to find out what you did after that, despite the affair, despite being told that, that he was not attracted to you and that uh, he didn't love you anymore, that is the hardest love to give. I've thought about that when I'm in fights with my husband. I say, mm-hmm. I, isn't it? pathetic for me to try to love him when he wants nothing to do with me and i'm like you know yay! i want you i want you that seems so pathetic to me is that really love but but you prove in this book that it absolutely is even if someone has betrayed you and hurt you and 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 is is pushing you away that there's still love there that can be shared i want to take a quick um segue out of this just for a second to say there are probably a lot of people out there who are suffering this or about to suffer this or have gone through this because it tends to be a syndrome with moms who have younger kids, and it usually hits sometime between year seven and year ten. Um, and I just want to acknowledge that—that's correct. Yes.
2: Yeah. The first lady, the first gal that I had edit my book, actually, she had been through marriage counseling. She edited it for free because she said, "I've just been through this, and I'm curious of the subject matter." And she said that their therapist said it is very common when you know you have little kids, especially and the the paternal instinct isn't necessarily as strong as the maternal as far as mothering kids and that kind of thing. And so our attention is diverted. Obviously, it's diverted. We, we're we all moms, so we know how time-consuming and draining it is to raise kids. I mean, it's wonderful, but it's also very, it, it's most of our world when they're really little especially. And so mm-hmm. she said she sees, not that it's an excuse or that it makes it okay by any means, but it is a pattern um, that men just kind of, Uh, stray during that time because we are so preoccupied with our kids and that's really unfortunate obviously yeah
1: Yeah. for the kids too yeah
2: it it doesn't
1: have to be divisive that way um i I, will you remind me of the title of the blog you just wrote to reference this book oh goodness i've written so many blogs the the one about but you'll like you'll still like him at the end
2: oh um I think the blog's name was, so I wrote a book about my husband's affair, but by the end of the book you'll like him, or something like that. Right, and I
1: just want to say that for anybody who's listening today. Oh
2: yeah. my gosh, it's true. So, so let's... it is not a dairy. It's not a dairy Springer tell-all like that. Because I think that a lot of women automatically think, "Oh, she wrote a book about her husband's affair." It's really not. That that was kind of what jump-started my brokenness into this season of discovering God. But it's, I, I promise, it's not just a nasty tell-all. No,
1: it isn't at all. And so, yeah. I want you to I want you to wreck some people today in all the best ways. Hmm. You you something began to happen i mean i can't imagine this and i think most women either who've been through it or or um you know think of it in their head just think there's there's just no way i could love back um something happened to you and god led you in a direction and i and i know there are women who listen to the show who are not believers in god so i just want you to just speak to everybody today as best you can he intervened when you thought i can't I, i i you know you hated him after you began to see the 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 photos and so on of the woman he had an affair with and affair with i mean just you you were so tempted to do what most of us would be tempted to do which is get out even though you still loved him um Mm -hmm. and you knew you still loved him but but god began to unfold some messages to you and they're incredible and you obeyed so tell me about that
2: okay so the thing is is when you're a, a mom and you're a woman initially when he told me that he wanted a divorce obviously i'm heartbroken But moms don't get the luxury of just wallowing in heartbrokenness. I'm automatically in my mind. But even that first night, I'm thinking, if we sell the house, what school district will my kids go in? I'm going to have to get an outside job, and how am I going to afford childcare? And will I miss the kids when it's not my weekend? And, you know, you're thinking about car payments, and you're thinking, like, women do this to ourselves, or we just want to fix everything immediately. So it was well into the middle of the night, and I'm thinking, I'm swirling, you know, I feel sick at my stomach. My thoughts are swirling. How am I going to fix this? What are we going to do? I just want to know what I'm going to do. And so I called out to God that night because I was so desperate. And I said, God, please just give me something that I can focus on so that I can go to sleep, because I knew that I had to get up with my little kids in in a couple of hours. Um, And I had to, you know take care of them, and I had to be complete myself so that I can take care of them. And that very night, God spoke um, words I heard whispered into my heart, hope and endure. So I grew up in church, and so immediately I thought of 1 Corinthians 13, which is, you know, Christians or non-Christians, most people in America know those verses because it's what they say at every wedding. Love is patient, love is kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it's not rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, and it keeps no records of wrongs. And the reason I slowed down there at the end saying that is because I thought I knew those verses. I grew up memorizing them. I thought they were easy. but in this new context of my husband asking me for a divorce and telling me that he wasn't attracted to me, I, I felt like literally God had handed me this restrictive list and said, do these things. And honestly, it may sound really restricting, but it was liberating because it gave me something to do. So I began processing those weeks because um, my husband didn't leave the house. He never did leave the house, even though he had packed his bags um, and kept them by the bed. And every night he, he wasn't sure. Uh, I think he was just trying to figure out the logistics of it. So
1: He was still well, in the house. Was, I want to just remind people, the, the two words you got right. were hope and endure. And God led you to First 1 Corinthians, First Corinthians 13, which can seem cliché. But he used it as a filter for love. I mean, he you called it your love filter. And so yes. as hard as it was and as awful as it was and as much as you wanted to do anything but, you began to obey those verses. Tell us about that part.
2: Yeah, so basically anything, my response to my husband, because he was not being nice at that time. He wanted the breakup to be mutual so he could just leave guilt free and start his life with this other woman because, you know, it would have been easier for him. He was like, okay, my wife and I divorced. It was mutual you know, that, that's what happened. But when I told him that it wasn't mutual, I think it actually kind of made him angry. And so this love filter thing that I was doing, trying to win him back, backfired at first because it made him angry. Like, he just wanted to move on with his life, and I was making it more difficult. Yeah. So while he is living there and being so difficult, I literally would run that love filter list through my mind, thinking, okay, is my response to him, is it kind, is it patient? Is it not being easily angered? Is it keeping a record of wrongs? So for two weeks, I was working on this list before I knew about the affair. So by the time two weeks after that, when he did admit that he was having an affair, I had already been rehearsing those things. So I feel like I had an advantage because I remember sitting on the couch that night and he admitted I've I've been with someone else. And I, I, in my mind, I, I remember thinking, love is patient, Shauna, be patient. Love is kind, be kind. And it became this thing where it had nothing to do with him so much as I knew God was doing something in me. Like, mm-hmm. it's not any of your business what your husband's doing is kind of what I felt like God was saying. Like, your business is this love list that I gave you, and that's between me and you. So it just became this um, discipline, I guess.
1: Yeah. We only have about three and a half minutes left in this segment. I just want you to briefly touch on something. He began, God, the God of the universe, began to send you signs and symbols to say, I, I'm here. You cannot deny the stuff I'm sending you to confirm that I'm asking you to follow this love list despite the fact that your husband had an affair and to stay in it and not give up. Yeah. He, he began to give you little breadcrumbs. Can you just quickly for a couple minutes touch on those?
2: Yeah, because I think when when God starts speaking to humans, and the humans aren't used to listening to God, (laughs) which is where I was in my case, like, we think, like, was that just in my head? Like, did I, do I want this so bad that I'm making this up? So, yeah, like, um, I began discovering these, like, tangible breadcrumbs. My husband had told me that he didn't love me anymore, that he wasn't attracted to me. He actually told me that he only married me because someone else was pursuing me at the time, and he wanted to win. That's what he said. And, um... I, for some reason, went upstairs and was looking through a trunk, looking for something else, and I pulled out this journal that was from college, because we we were in a two-year long-distance relationship before we got married, and this journal, he talked about me throughout the whole thing. And he. Um, and you'd never would seen it before. Letters.
1: You'd never read it. You'd never, never seen, seen it, it before.
2: Yeah. No, and I'm the one that like organizes the home. Like, and I'm pretty nosy, so I go through things. I would never seen it before. Did not know it was up there, and I um, I would read through those pages. They were like notes to me since it was long distance and it's before Facebook and you know Instagram. So we yeah. weren't like following each other. We had to depend on. Emails and notes, and so he would write these love notes to me, and it was it did something to my soul to encourage me to keep going. Like he may not love me now, but he did then, and so just to know that he was believing a lie, that he's he went, he was telling himself that we had nothing. Like I knew that we did have something, and I had these love notes yeah. from ten years before that were just so um, timely. They were so timely, and they did something for me to want to keep fighting for my husband. And that was just the first one. In the book, I have a whole chapter on breadcrumbs, things that God would um, allow me to um, actually tangibly have. And it was just kind of like a breadcrumb, like, you know, Hansel and Gretel story, where um, they would follow the breadcrumbs, you know, to get yeah. to where they were going. It was like, for me, I felt like God was whispering, this is the way, you're doing the right thing, just keep walking, you don't see the end yet, but follow these things. Um, And he kept providing this for me to give me encouragement.
1: Yeah. I won't go into great detail, but there was also – I mean, I, I, they were kind of miraculous. I don't, I don't know how you could have come across these things without God sort of handing them to you. And there was one yeah. where you woke up with a song in your head, and you went into the, the, into the van, and your your hookup for your, your iPhone or whatever wasn't working, and so you had to d- dig around for some CDs, and this old CD fell out that you hadn't seen in 11 years or something, and there it was. And it was the same song that was in your head when you woke up, and it was a CD that your husband had made for you that said, Happy Birthday, Sweetheart you know 10 12 years previous i mean i couldn't i can believe but that god would just keep you going in the love thing we're going to go to break shauna i want to tell everybody that you can there are three books available today kindly from the publisher and from shauna it's called a fierce love you can call 303-873-1935-873-1935 i would really like for a mama who needs this to win today we'll be right back with shauna shanks and a fierce love
2: It's enough just don't make you go crazy,
0: crazy, crazy. stop carpooling and cooking meals? Are you still wondering how you will have time to finish your degree? At Colorado Christian University, we have online and on-site options that work with your busy schedule. Our courses are only five weeks long, and the best part is you only take one course at a time, still allowing time for other important things in life. Don't wait. Find out about the CCU difference and earn your degree today. Call us at 303-963-3300 or visit us at adulted.ccu.edu. At Channel
1: Mom, we love, coach, and encourage moms because, frankly, you're worth it. We know you work hard for your family, so we work hard for you. I'm thrilled to tell you about a new way we're going to boost your mom game and your life. We're taking our show live on 94.7 The Word on Fridays at 1 p.m. and giving real moms a voice on the radio and taking your calls. Plus, we'll be sharing our new programming at Channel Mom Coffees across the nation where you can find fellowship, spiritual support, and help for the issues you face. Find out more at ChannelMom.com and at Channel Mom on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean-Schmidt. We're here for you.
1: Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. We're going to do a little mom applause in a second, Don. I'm just giving you the heads up there. We are speaking to Shauna Shanks, who is the author of A Fierce Love, A Woman's Courageous Journey to Save Her Marriage. And man, was it courageous. Uh, But just... So you know, I didn't say this before. Shauna also started a, a small uh, health food cafe uh, called Small Folk. She, she harkens from Ohio. I actually was a TV reporter in Ohio many years ago at WEWS in Cleveland, Ohio. So I have affection for Ohio. We're going to get to Shauna in just a second. got to do two quick uh, orders of business. I just want to thank every mom out there. I got to talk to some moms the other day. Here you go. <laughs> yes. That's your mom applause. Every mom who dedicates herself to raising your children well for the sake of a good world. I mean, my goodness, I'm grateful to moms who do it well and work hard to do it well. None of us are perfect, but I'm so grateful. I talked to Adrian and Gina yesterday, who'd won some books from last week. Uh, They tune into the show regularly. I just want to say hello to them, and I want to applaud every mom out there. You deserve that applause. Okay, one other quick thing. This is something I think a lot of moms are going to be interested in. Have you been thinking about going back to school, continuing your education and getting yourself more workforce ready or geared up for a career change? Here's the thing. Did you know that students in Colorado Christian University's adult programs typically take only one class at a time, completing their associate bachelor or master's degree entirely online online? And the learning format is perfect for mothers. I love that. They have no appointed login times, a one-week head start time, allowing you to work ahead for maximum flexibility. I think a lot of moms could use this. And they do appreciate the mom's experience and give you credit for it, believe it or not. So get a hold of CCU at 303-963-3027 or adulted.ccu.edu. Love them. They're great sponsors. They they clearly care for moms. So they're sponsor of this show. Okay. For our Facebook Live audience, here's yet another little photo of Shauna. I also have a picture of her with her purple hair. wonder if I can get that out. There's her with her purple hair. Shauna Shanks, we welcome you back to Channel Mom, the author of A Fierce Love. If anybody would like to call or win a book, I know we've had people calling in to win the book, and we've had a couple winners, I think. 303-873-1935. But if you have one quick question for Shauna, we'd take that as well. So, Shauna, you, you did something that I think... I don't know. Maybe 10% of people could do. I'm not kidding. Your husband did this thing. I I mean, I can't even imagine the rejection and the fear and the hurt and the vulnerability and the agony and the resentment and and never wanting to be touched by that person again if they touch somebody. All of it. I cannot imagine that agony. And yet somehow God met you there. And you say you felt more loved than ever before by God in the middle of all this. You knew him better than ever before. So that made you willing to say, all right, love. God, all right, love. Yes, he is love. All right, God, I'll do it your way. I'll do it your way. I'll practice this crazy verse that everybody just reads, you know, kind of without thinking about it at a wedding. I'll do this verse and see what happens and see if I can save my marriage. So, so just expand on that a little bit more.
2: Well, because I was so craving love in that moment of feeling discarded, rejected, defeated, basically. Like, I was craving love. But I found that in obedience to the Lord, because, you know, the Bible says that he is near to the brokenhearted. And I know that that also just sounds like a cliche Bible verse, but I'd never really truly faced trauma, and I'd never really been brokenhearted, so I didn't realize um, exactly what that verse meant until I went through it. And when I chased after God and got on my knees before Him and invited Him into my life through, you know, praise and worship or through reading the Bible, like, He just became real to me. And, you know, it's not that I can just give women... It. This is five steps of things that, that you can do, you know, because this isn't a five-step book, but it is a memoir of God meeting me. And um, I, I do believe that if God asks you to do something, that He empowers you to do it, and that that is what the Holy Spirit is for. And so... I do feel like it was miraculous, and that's kind of what changed my life. Is because listen, every woman knows her own level of crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and my and my husband knew my level of crazy because being married in the course of ten years, like, I would get jealous about stupid stuff like we both knew you know what what should have happened and so the fact that god was enabling me to walk out this love filter that he had asked me to do both of us were very aware that that has to be the presence of a living god because i knew that i wasn't capable to do that in my own strength so um so yeah a lot of the book talks about um how i felt empowered by the holy spirit to to do this crazy thing yeah i'll I'll admit that it was crazy
1: (laughs) yeah but crazy good and and, yeah. and 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 I'm going to spoiler alert. I'm going to tell you that it saved her marriage, and and that everything changed with her husband Micah, and he was restored into being a new person. But but I think only because she faithfully followed God's prescription of love, and and I think really so few of us do that. On any given day, somebody who's hurt me or somebody that I feel like I can't forgive, I'll get down on my knees and say, you know what? God just gave me forgiveness for them, and and I can figure out a way to love them today, and I can go bake them a loaf of bread and bring it to them. But, man, if they come back at me again, I don't know how many more times I could do that. And and I saw you walking through this obediently and God meeting you with these little gifts and these little breadcrumbs and these mm-hmm. little just days of, like, you knew that the God of the universe was in this love and that he was helping you to to, to work it out. For the sake of your husband, too, you became an unselfish lover. It wasn't just like, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. It was more like, I just want to love him for God, even if he doesn't come back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that's big stuff. So so let me just, w- one more thing, and, and I want to remind folks they can win this book, 303-873-1935. You said that God, and this part I want people to get. You said that, that God gave you an object lesson mm-hmm. that all of us could learn from, that we could then pass on to others. And we, so often we think about romance, and we think about loving our kids, and we think about loving our parents and maybe our, a few neighbors. But, but this is like, we should do this with everyone. I heard Nickelback singing a song. Yes, even I listen to things like Nickelback. Um, <laughs> on the way down the hill, it was If Everyone Cared. And basically it was the message of your book. But if we all just figured out a way to follow God's prescription of love, the world would be incredible. I mean, you know, before the fall of the garden, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So so tell me about God's object lesson that he was giving you in the middle of all this.
2: Okay, so I'm going to back up because I had started a thought, and I don't think I finished it. And I okay, said, like, sorry. I, got, I was craving that love, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason I feel like I was able to walk out these things is because I found love in God. Um, and so it's really hard to wallow and feel defeated and um, feel rejected when I'm not defeated and I'm not rejected, I would emerge from these places of seeking the Lord, just feeling empowered. And I think eventually that's what um, kind of attracted my husband back to me, because he was seeing this um, person that he didn't know was in there, that I didn't know was in there, you know. And Mm -hmm. so the object lesson that you're mentioning, I just felt like If God was empowering me to love my husband, who didn't deserve it in this way, who had hurt me, who had rejected me, who had outcasted me, um, who had humiliated me, if I was able, just a human, to love him in this manner, how much more does God love me? Because this love that I was giving him was found in the Bible. I didn't make it up. It's patient, it's kind, it's long-suffering, it's slow to anger, you know, all of those things. And it just, the more that I, you know, acted this out to my husband, the more deeply it sank in for myself, like, oh my goodness, like, I am whole, and I am complete, and I know my identity, whether my husband sees it or not. Like, my identity is found in Christ. And so, um, really, when I discovered the Father heart of God for me is what what changed me. So, yes, I'm still praying for my husband. I'm still praying for my marriage. But um, I just realized how much God loved me, and it changed everything.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And you and said, I hope that that's what people take from the book is how much God, you know, if we know how much grace and mercy that there is available to us, we live our lives differently. We're not timid. We're not We're not afraid, you know. Yeah. We go after things because we know how much cushion there is for our failure, just how much he loves us.
1: I know, because of the cushion that he allowed you to give your husband. That even though exactly. he was rejecting mm-hmm. you, even though he was turning away from you, even though he was saying sort of like, I'm grossed out by you, I'm not attracted but to you, we do the same thing to God. Like, yeah, I, just, I don't do buy it. it, you know. So right. Exactly. What a lesson. What an amazing. And you what you turned around and said is, I'm not just to do call to do this with my husband. I'm called oh, to, yeah. to love the ugly people in my life. And that's sometimes that's I'm
2: a, I'm an ugly person and I get loved anyway. You know, so much of my Christian life before this happened was just user error. I realized like, I've been yeah. doing this wrong. Yeah. I've been calling myself a Christian my whole life and I've never loved anyone else. This way to this absolutely, measure. absolutely. And then it gets you dreaming. It gets you dreaming of like How if to everyone. Love. If we do this, like you're saying, even the Nickelback song. Like if we do this, we could change the whole world.
1: Yes, I got to interrupt you and just say really yeah. quick. Where can they find the book?
2: They can find it at Barnes & Nobles, Amazon.com, ShaunaShanks.com, Christian Bookstores, anywhere.
1: God bless Mm -hmm. you. I'm sorry I have to cut it short. Beautiful book. I hope people will call the number and win a free one, 873-1935. God bless you, Shauna, and your husband, Micah, who has returned, and you're deeply in love, and it's an amazing thing. He's a great father and a great husband now, and uh, love won in the end through God. So thank you, Shauna. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so thanks for tuning in. I hope this was a blessing to everybody today. Thank you, moms, for all that you do. We'd be blessed if you would be moved to help us because we can't stay on the radio. We can't serve moms in homes and churches and prisons and shelters if we don't have your help. So please go donate to Channel Mom at ChannelMom.com. God bless you. Have a beautiful
0: weekend. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you, and may God bless each mom and her family.